Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Manners of Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. This week we're doing something a little different. I don't know what we're going to call it. Possibly a crossover episode or a mashup. <laughs> <laughs> something. But we're just going to have a little chat between the two of us. Um, talk about ourselves. Talk about this weird podcast that we're starting and what we hope to achieve. And we're going to have some fun little games to play. So we hope you will enjoy it. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And we are your hosts. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought maybe we could just start off by talking about what it's like to start a podcast as a newbie who has never started a podcast. Or... Me neither. I mean, I am an artist, so I've, oh, I mean, artist in the broadest sense, which maybe we'll get into a little bit in a minute, but, um, so I've done some creating stuff to produce for the world <laughs> but it's always been on a much smaller scale <laughs> an interesting way of just saying i've made some things i've made some things <laughs> but i've never done any um completely audio anything oh, okay um so for me the tech has been a real challenge in creating uh -huh. a podcast because i've done some i'm a photographer so i've worked with um video so I've done some sound stuff. And when I was a kid, I used to, I was in synchronized swimming. So we would have, what do you call them? <laughs> I, I know. You even, don't know. I say I know even less about synchronized swimming than I do Jane Austen. <laughs> I mean, we would have routines. That's what I'm trying to say. We okay. would have routines. I also am really bad with words. They don't want to be remembered when they should be. <laughs> um, Mercury retrograde. Yes, Mercury retrograde is screwing with us. The point is, it's <laughs> I mean, we had routines and we would make like, you know, a mashup of different songs to beat uh -huh. the routine. And I was really good with the tape deck of oh. recording and then stopping and then putting the next piece in. But this is, um, so I thought, you know, it can't be that much different, but much it's like different. a whole new thing to learn. You got to learn about equipment and how to set the levels and how to edit and how to record more than two channels at once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Things that you think would be easy, but... Yeah. We recorded Pride and Prejudice for a future episode with our guest, our first guest, and we had so many technical difficulties. The intros didn't record her microphone, and then the parts that we recorded with her all recorded on the same channel so we could use ours and yeah it was a weird then because of all the technical show. difficulties she had to leave early so we just ended up it's a frankenstein episode when it yeah. gets released you it'd be the <laughs> weirdest thing you've ever heard in a podcast world <laughs> we might try to re-record it but well because our software that i've been using which is called ferrite f-e-r-r-i-t-e uh -huh. they originally could only do two channels but i just opened it up today and you can do up to eight channels now so so watch out for our next episode where we have <laughs> six guests all at once talking <laughs> it'll take full advantage yes <laughs> so what about what have been your biggest challenges so far you know um i think i just like making sure we have enough stuff to talk about like you don't realize like listening to like podcasts like how much you have to kind of talk to fill in the space like a minute of talking feels like okay i've been talking for about three hours long <laughs> i need to stop yeah but i think that's like been my biggest thing is like making sure there's enough stuff you know enough content to make it a worthwhile episode yeah well i feel like we've done pretty 
Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> Leave in all the burps. They need to see the real ass. <laughs> yes, we do a lot of burping, and I do a lot of forgetting words, and I'm very thankful that Christian can usually read my mind and just check back with the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, have you had any nervousness at all? Because I've felt strange nerves, because not when we're recording so much, but like... Mm-hmm before we record or right before I release it to the world. Where sometimes when I'm editing it, I'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm such a jerk or something. And then I'll listen (laughs) to it again and be like, I don't know why you're being so hard on yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just like that whole thing where it's, um, I don't know, it feels like more intimate, like being on a podcast than really anything else that we've ever done. Yeah. I guess Um, just because it's like, we're not, going off like a script or it's not like something we can necessarily like closely edit later other than just taking things out yeah so it's like we kind of <laughs> like sometimes we just kind of go off the cuff yeah and you never know like what you're gonna say yeah and... it is more intimate because you're just i mean you're sharing your personal thoughts in the moment like you would right. a conversation with someone which i think is good because uh-huh. it's so easy to lose people's meanings or intentions um Ever text. Yeah, especially written down. Mm-hmm. Or in overly produced podcasts, you know, once yeah. where they cut out all of the <laughs> flubs and flaws. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, um, I've just been nervous about because I'm personally, I'm very like shy and closed off to like new people when I first meet them. I don't talk a lot. I mumble a lot. Very quiet talker. I mean, you guys haven't noticed, but Maya's pretty much had to up the levels on all every single episode of my voice to the <laughs> That's max. That's true. I just have to lower mine because <laughs> I'm so loud. <laughs> but I'm just such a quiet person. So I think it's just that whole thing of like doing something new and, you know, I'm you know, the, not the expert on this podcast. Right. So I've got to come in <laughs> not knowing what I'm talking about really at all and just being like, well, hope this is good. I know. I'm really excited to really, you know, get more into it and have you become more of an expert yourself and oh yeah you know i i think we should definitely do these check-in slash mashup episodes um you know fairly regularly and we would love for our audience to tell us what what you're interested in what you think Mm -hmm. we should do on these episodes or if you think there's something we should do on our regular episodes that is missing um yeah, especially with our intro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Because I, I wrote it down the very first time I wrote down an intro just because I was afraid I wouldn't know what to say at the uh-huh. very beginning. And it worked really well, but I haven't written down one since. And every time I've been like, what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> I would say intros have been our Mount Everest of this podcast. Yes. It's been the hardest <laughs> to overcome. <laughs> it's been the most difficult thing for us to figure out. How do we do these? Yeah, I like a pod sometimes when podcasts have been on for a long time and they just start in the middle of a random conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, when can we do that? I think we need a, um, someone who's like actually a producer, a, a producer, <laughs> a tech person running it. Yeah. When it's just me figuring out the levels, there's not much extra <laughs> in the beginning. No. Um, okay. Just for the sake of, um, disclosure, we have, uh-huh. you have watched Sense and Sensibility and Pride and Prejudice as well. Because we've yes. recorded the Pride and Prejudice and we're recording Sense and Sensibility today. Yes. But this podcast will go out before either of those. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, why don't you introduce yourself, you know, tell a little <clears throat> bit about yourself. Okay. Just in general. Yeah. My name is Christian 
like you guys know from the first four episodes of this podcast, uh, I am uh, currently in culinary school. Cooking is very some- something that I really love to do and never really thought I would make a profession out of, but I guess you never know where life will take you. <laughs> yes, he's in culinary school and has a full-time job, so he's got very little free time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very lucky to have coerced him to be part of this. <laughs> I, say, I never realized how difficult it would be to have no free time at all, but, you know, <laughs> burnout. <laughs> I'm yeah. so excited for it. I never thought I would say this in my entire life, but I am uh, super excited for my winter break. Um, <laughs> I, the last day of school, I will be getting my wisdom teeth taken out. Oh, and so I, excited. <laughs> I am very excited to get them out. They need to come out right now. Ooh, yeah. um, I am just excited to lay on the couch and eat ice cream for three days straight <laughs> and not be at work or school. When does your winter break start? December 10th. Wow. So That's is it like three weeks, you said? Or two um, weeks? No, it's long. It's like almost a, it's a little over a month, I think. Nice. So I'm super excited. Yeah. <sighs> That'll be great. <laughs> so, so very much needed. Um, but I am I am queer. I am Cuban American. Um, trying to think of what else. I'm the oldest of four. I'm just throwing <laughs> out random facts at this point. I don't think I've ever met any of your family. No, I didn't even realize that you really had brothers. And, I mean, I knew you had brothers and sisters, but I didn't mm-hmm. know if you were the oldest or anything. Yep, I'm the oldest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, I mean, they live the next town over you know it's uh, jacksonville is so large that <laughs> even going over to like the next neighborhood can take 20 to 30 minutes yeah so usually when i go visit them it takes me like sometimes 45 minutes to an hour to get there and it's not really that far yeah it takes um, me pretty much that to get anywhere <laughs> yeah, like mine li- lives in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah, i live kind of on the outskirts of jacksonville so no one ever wants to come all the way out here to visit me <laughs> But, um, yeah, they just, you know, they all live over there, and my brother's in college now, so we're all kind of spread out, but, you know, I've built my little community over here, and (laughs) it's fun, and I don't know. Well, um, for myself, I will say, let's see, I went to high school for theater, so I've been in the arts for a really long time. Uh-huh. I went to college at Florida State. Um, I ended up with a degree in theater. It was not my intention going in, but... Oh, really? What was your uh, first choice? Do you know? Do you remember? Well, I... Well, it's kind of... I did go in for theater because I uh-huh. had been in theater, but I immediately changed um, to, like, undeclared. I wanted to be a biology major because oh. I was really into marine biology. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> organic chemistry and some other very, like, biology classes and stuff I wasn't in the right headspace at the time to be a good student. Uh-huh. I can you know, 100% really. <laughs> when you've been in school for your whole life and then suddenly you're in like another school where you're independent and it's just so easy to slack. And I'm oh, sure yeah. a lot of it was my own fault, but it was also really hard. <laughs> well, you get burnt out so easily and yeah, you need a break, I feel like. Yeah. So then I was going to do English or anthropology and... um unfortunately I had some personal tragedy happen around that time so i just switched mm-hmm. back to theater because it was just the easiest because i already had so many credits from right. high school and it was... probably also was a little bit like therapeutic to do these like more artsy yeah kind of things in your life yeah exactly and um so then i moved back to jacksonville i did children's theater and i um produced some plays including psycho beach party yeah, which, I hear a lot about that. Yes. I wasn't around, but I hear a was, lot. 
maybe one of the um, highlights of my artistic career. Wow. Helped produce and was in a production of Psycho Beach Party. And all the music from the podcast that you hear is music that we made for that production. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so cool. It's not a musical, but we turned it into our own version of a musical. And That's cool. It was like, you know, maybe the best show that's ever been in Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely biased, but I still think that. Um, uh, then, oh God, I feel like <laughs> I'm much older than Christian, so I have a little bit longer story. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I kind of glossed over like the younger years. And so we can come back and forth if you'd like. Yeah, yeah I'm just focusing on the artistic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I guess probably about maybe a little more than 10 years ago, I... Um, you know, after producing a lot of plays and doing a lot of theater, I was kind of frustrated with there not being any real good spaces for independent creators to put their, perform their um, stuff. Uh-huh. So I opened a bar <laughs> <laughs> in downtown Jacksonville, which was, you know, um, it was a performance space and bar. And it was pretty cool. It was called the Sinclair. It was around for a year under my ownership. Mm-hmm. But... um I didn't really know that much about starting a business and <laughs> yeah lost, I, I spent a lot of my own money on it <laughs> until I really just couldn't anymore so I had to sell it which was unfortunate well it's like super hard a to start a business like your own on your own especially when you've never done it before but I've learned through culinary school like that type of industry is like the hardest within most <laughs> I would say I think it was like then like don't quote me on this but I think it's 90% of like food and beverage industry places close within three years yeah so it's like it's we definitely fell under that category. <laughs> yeah it's the hardest and i think like a good expected like revenue profit that you're supposed to get is like five percent is good mm. so it's like it's yeah. one of the hardest things to start our, our profit was about negative 50 percent but anyway after that i um actually went back to school for photography which is something that I had always been into but I just needed like a real change in direction in my life and so I've been doing that for the last eight years or nine years I don't know if you want to look at any I'd mostly do live performance photography now that's kind of what I specialize in um I do mostly theatrical shows so I'm Uh still in the same realm basically but if you want to look at any of my work from the past year as I updated my website so I only have this stuff from the past year. Um, it's myadkins.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shows, basically. I took off all my more artistic stuff. Uh huh. Hopefully one day I'll be able to put it back up. Um, it just is such a pain to create a website that I was like, I can't get too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Not more than like three tabs, please. Yeah, I did it through, um, you know, photography selling websites. So you can buy stuff. Anyway, <laughs> that's enough about me. I kind of want to get like a talk a little bit about like podcasts in general because I feel like definitely in the past couple of years they've blown up and become like a really normal thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can maybe like two or three years is how long I've been listening to podcasts. It's only been that long. I feel like it's, I'm not sure if that's short or if it's long considering like, I guess mainstream. Well, I, I have a podcast I listened to that's been around for 10 years, but I didn't start listening to them till maybe like four, 
four or five years ago okay um so i was like i don't know i I just i find them so like interesting and like i feel like oh like what you listen to and like what you like in a podcast kind of like really shows like what kind of person you are like what Mm -hmm. you like your interests and stuff so um i kind of want to go into like what we like in podcasts like what our history with them i guess okay so um like what was the first podcast you listened to do Um, you remember well i know okay i listened to a lot of audiobooks i've had like an audio an audible subscription since they basically started in like 2001 (laughs) before there were even iphones wow um so i've always really liked listening to people talking even before that i was like an npr person right (laughs) um first one Oh, I think it's because I started cleaning pools for my dad because he has a pool cleaning business. So uh-huh. I was helping him out for like four years doing pools for him. Right. And since it's just, you know, it's you alone with your truck and the pool. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I started <laughs> listening to podcasts. It passed the time. Um, I think maybe the first one I ever listened to was like This Week in Marvel, like uh-huh. um, a Marvel comics podcast. Okay, that's cool. And from there, I learned about How Did This Get Made? which was the first one that I really oh, fell in love with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I still listen to whenever it comes out because it's just the funniest to me. Oh, yeah. I love that podcast. <laughs> what was your first? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I think my first was this podcast called Throwing Shade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Earwolf, and it's t- a comedy, almost like news podcast about women's issues and LGBTQ plus issues and the two hosts kind of, you know, choose their th- topic to talk about. And sometimes they'll have a guest and, you know, it's just like, they're just so stupid, funny. Um, the, one of the hosts, Aaron Gibson is responsible for Gay of Thrones. That's like, she created it, Gay of Thrones. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She created it um, with Jonathan, Jonathan Van Ness. And she is just so funny to me. There's just like, and then all their ad, like what I love about it is like all their ads are characters. They never do a normal ad. They're always like something stupid. And I just, I love it. Um, But I think that was my first one and I immediately became obsessed. And I think at that point they had had a a bunch of episodes. I went all the way back to the Mm -hmm. first episode and I was like, this is like my first time ever doing it. Yeah. I love it when you discover a new, a new to you podcast that you've never heard before. And, you know, I usually just start with like the most recent one or just one in the catalog that looks interesting just to get an Mm -hmm. idea of it. I just started a new one today that I was like, (laughs) I really like this. And I went back and listened to the first two episodes. And now like, should I subscribe now or should I make my way through the catalog before I subscribe? (laughs) I'm a bad, uh, I always subscribe immediately. I'm like, just so I can have them because I will forget because I will not remember at all. Anything I look up (laughs) and the search history will not be the same. Yeah. I would say I've gone through quite a few. Like uh-huh. I've listened to several that I've stopped listening to and yeah, I pick definitely. up new ones all the time. There are some that I've listened to forever um, because I love them. Yeah. But I do particularly like non-professional podcasts. Okay. I love like, listening to quote people. Unquote, indie. <laughs> quote, unquote. <Yeah. laughs> uh, ones that aren't through like a network or whatever. Right. Because I just love listening to people talk about things that they're passionate about. Yeah. I will turn off a podcast and stop listening to it if people are just talking about things they don't like all the time. Uh-huh. Um, because I really don't care what you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and it always feels like kind of insulting to me if I like the thing they're not liking. And they're like, this is garbage. Yeah. So I tend to just, you know, that's 
that's the number one thing that will make me stop listening to a podcast. But um, I, I love listening to people talk, even if it's something I have zero interest in <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, very little interest in. If you're interested in it, I will listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I can. Um, for the most part, I'm pretty much the same. Like, obviously, if it's a podcast where they're just being negative the whole time, like, I'm not going to want to listen to it. Yeah. But yeah, I've gone through so many just that like oh i liked this one episode and let me listen to it once but i'm just like it just doesn't do it for me and yeah there's not enough podcasts in the day (laughs) (laughs) yeah i listen to way too many so (laughs) yeah yeah i'm definitely Uh, i keep getting more i know i keep just upping the speed so i can listen to more (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can't i don't know i can't do that i need to my brain now works at a super fast speed but (laughs) (laughs) everything's double speed maybe i can never think of the right word because my brain is already two steps ahead and it's like what was that word we were trying to remember i don't know (laughs) here's a cool thing i thought we could do Uh a thought experiment the mashup portion of our program okay um and this is something i think maybe we should come back to whenever we do one of these um interim podcasts i'm just gonna keep Uh throwing out names until we pick one (laughs) (laughs) so here's I've got three different thought experiments. The first one is, we're just going to take Emma as an example, because we've all watched it, I assume. (laughs) (laughs) You've heard us talk about it, at least, so you know every detail of what happens. Exactly. Um, How would David Lynch direct an adaptation, or that particular adaptation of Emma, if he was using the same actors, the same script, and the same budget? Huh. Wow. What choices would he make? That would make it different than what we've seen. I don't know. I feel like... I know it's probably especially hard for you because you just don't have that much experience. That... But I'm interested to see what you have to say. I, I feel like a lot of his stuff is like mystery-based, like crime mystery. Because like, I mean, I've only seen Blue Velvet and I've seen the first season of Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it seems to be very crime-based ah. and mystery. Yeah. So I feel like with Emma, I don't know. There's got to be some sort of... He'd probably focus a lot on the Frank Churchill story. I was about to say that one that you said biggest that mystery. where it wasn't really mentioned in the adaptation we did, but that how apparently in other ones, there's like little hints that he is a murderer, <laughs> like suspected, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, this is something that fans have suspected because, uh, well, I don't want to get too far into that speculation because yeah, yeah. we'll get to it someday. But, but just uh, maybe like the mysteriousness of him. Yeah, there's a lot of mystery and a lot of secrets going on with him and Jane, so... You know, making that darker and... Oh, yeah, because, you know... Adding an ominous edge to all of that interaction would be really interesting. Oh, yeah. Because I I think he would kind of focus in on them two and kind of make it seem like... Maybe make Emma more, like, inquisitive or quizzical as to why, like, Jane is so reserved and why she's so quiet all the time. Yeah. When Frank is, like, larger-than-life kind of character. And so it kind of creates that weird dynamic of, like, power over one another. Yeah. And I bet he would maybe play up um, Harriet's innocence yeah, to a certain oh, extent. Oh, for sure. Maybe we'd see a darker side of Emma uh, and yeah. Knightley. Um, there are certain elements like the goldfish bowls that I think yeah. would maybe be something that he would add himself. It seemed like a little Lynchian touch right there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he'd make him a little bit more weird. Like something would be different about like each goldfish would be a different color. Or... Yeah. There'd be a lot more awkward silences. Oh, Which yeah. Jane Austen is ripe for awkward silences. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely wouldn't be so bright and sunny. No. It's very bright. I'm, I'm sure he would probably take advantage of the English weather and have a lot of dreary, dreary rainy kind of stuff. Yeah. I think he would appreciate that scene where 
Emma and her father step out into the darkness and you don't see their face. Yeah. <laughs> that seemed very uh, <laughs> Lynchian. I wonder if some of the background characters would be a little more bizarre. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think about um, in Blue Velvet when they're at that a guy's house and like those like older women yeah. in the background just hanging out looking crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would love to see um, the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma version that David Lynch directs. <laughs> oh my god, that would be something. It'd be so interesting. Like if I feel like I don't know because like would it be like his older style? Because I feel like his older style and maybe his like newer style in reference to like the newer season of Twin Peaks, where it was a lot more like avant garde and mm. kind of weird in the yeah. sense of like what is going on. Yeah, but you can so see the DNA. I feel like Blue Velvet would have been that if they hadn't cut out the two hours <laughs> oh, oh yeah oh yeah i feel like he cut out a lot of the stuff that people were gonna be like this is extremely yeah. different than what we're used to yeah so even if he you know did emma the same script same length same everything i'm i could just there'd be so much more richness to the weirdness oh yeah so i wonder if there'd be like some sort of like supernatural element to it because i think of like bob from maybe maybe the, the gypsies would be turned into some sort of a ongoing presence throughout oh god you know? like a children's a child a child's tale of the there'd definitely be some nomadic... weird looking gypsies in yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 doing some weird dancing yeah maybe mrs goddard's would seem a lot more creepy and weird oh yeah like what's going on at Harry's? or miss bates and her oh. povertyness she might say, seem super like... ridiculous or I don't know, would she become more ridiculous or less ridiculous or more absurdist? Or I feel like I would say more more absurdist. Yeah. I feel like her situation would be this weird, not Stockholm Syndrome, but like her mom, would, I would feel like it'd be a little bit more like ominous with oh, her, yeah. the relationship with her mother <laughs> and how her mother doesn't speak. Yeah. And yeah. Um, her, her like living situation, I think, would be a lot more like dirty and greasy yeah. and and assuming that they play up the whole jane and frank stuff that would all become more important so yeah yeah that would be really cool there okay definitely be deaths number two how would jane austen write blue velvet given that she had to use the same plot characters and locations huh there'd be a lot of miscommunications <laughs> <laughs> a lot of obliviousness a lot of being like i can't bother to show my true feelings <laughs> I think there'd be a lot more witty dialogue. Oh, yeah. Um, people would be quipping left and right about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Sandy. Hmm. I Sandy. Hmm. I'm, I'm trying to decide who would be the like, you know, the narrator-ish character if Jane Austen was writing it. Would it be Jeffrey? Jeffrey is so I've... clueless. I can't see him being a Jane yeah. Austen hero. I feel like she writes a lot from, <laughs> well, she writes from like women's perspectives. That's so true. I feel like it would have to either it would have to be I think Sandy because I feel like um, Zola Rossellini's character is too too tragic for it to be the centerpiece because she doesn't seem to take the most dramatic and yeah. troubled character and make them the main. She always makes the main character kind of more of like a neutral, right? Kind of. I think maybe character. almost the Isabella Rossellini stuff would be stuff that people were talking about well because obviously jane yeah. austen is not writing in her time she wasn't writing with the idea of a visual medium right um but so i think maybe all of the isabella rosalini stuff would almost be i mean we'd probably see it in a movie version yeah but um if she had written it as a book i bet it would all be talked about 
from other characters' perspectives instead like of rumors. us ever seeing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if it would have a lot more of, like, Jeffrey's mom and aunt discussing uh-huh. what's going on. If We'd probably get a lot more of Sandy and her commentary on what, oh, yeah. what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I think instead of, like, the, drama, the uh, dramatized, like, big production of, like, these, like, scary events happening of them finding her naked in the street and stuff like that i feel like we would get a lot more of like little sneak peeks into it we would just get a little bit here a little bit there and it would build up to this kind of boiling point yeah and i bet we'd see a lot more i'm trying to think like the periphery characters having uh-huh. more of um more like more importance or not even importance but like their actions would be informing a lot more of the story oh yeah even if jeffrey was exactly the same you know yeah Although i, I, I could think see him being the same from a jane austen perspective jeffrey would have more a little i think he would have more depth because he seems uh-huh. real shallow i mean <laughs> i love i love jeffrey i love the character but he i never felt like he was really present that's why i thought he was having yeah. an existential crisis the whole time because it felt like he was kind of removed from himself yeah i feel like he was just always kind of like what you see is what you get yeah surface level there's not we're not going to really build into something like oh wow look at this character how he's evolved he's just kind of always going to be the same yeah so i think it would be a lot funnier a lot of the like stuff that you're that you question you're like is this supposed to be funny it would definitely just be funny yeah yeah (laughs) a lot more dialogue um, a lot more brooding uh i hate dancing scenes (laughs) (laughs) and a lot i would say probably 70 percent more um running in the rain and meeting a lover and staring at each other. For well, her. that would really be. <laughs> I guess Blue Velvet does have that too. Yeah. I, I, from an Austin perspective. <laughs> well, Austin didn't write about running in rain. That was a, the director's interpretation of Pride and Prejudice. That? I've, se- I've <laughs> no, seen. actually. I've, and Sense and Sensibility. That's a lie. I, I'm totally lying. Sense and Sensibility. That does had, have a big rain scene. <laughs> I think it had book. three rain scenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems to be a little bit of a common thread. Yeah. But. At least for the earlier work. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So, and then my third would be, my third thought experiment, and this, again, I I want to revisit this because we'll have a better idea as we go on, you know. Right. For now, what do you think a Jane Austen and David Lynch collaboration would look like? Huh. Um, I feel like it would have to be a five-hour movie. He couldn't edit it down. It'd be a miniseries, probably. <laughs> probably, because she's very dialogue heavy. She, I think she, like, the witty banter, she needs the kind of, like, the going back and forth to kind of establish the character's relationship. And um, and he's very, like, um, I would say action forward. Like, these big events have to occur. I would say more almost visual. visual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, and so... I don't know we'd have to fit in lots of dialogue but also lots of moments of silent staring and <laughs> well i think let's see what would be a perfect collaboration for the two let's say jane austen and david lynch were to write a story about uh, <laughs> i'm having a hard time with this one um it's a hard question i think a collaboration between the two though yes it would definitely it would be funny it would have a lot of sparkling mm-hmm. wit it would also have a depth like a dark depth to it which i think jane austen does have but it's really really easy to overlook uh-huh. um my personal opinion of jane austen this is not really to do with this question but i've been thinking about it a lot lately uh-huh. uh what would jane austen 
if she was alive today, what would she be doing? And I think she would be a stand-up comedian. Huh. Because... Why do you think that? She... Well, first of all, I think all of her books, if you ever listen to them on audiobook, Uh just come across so much better read out loud. And I feel like they are meant to be read out loud because, you know, when she started writing, it was for her family. You know, we we know from watching that they all had to put on performances for each other all the time. (laughs) Read or play piano. So I think she would read her stuff to them and they would laugh. And she seems like the kind of... um, person who would be a real good keen observer of human nature and wants right. to make people laugh and i think that's exactly what a stand-up comedian these days does yeah so i think she would sense. be a stand-up comedian um so i think maybe like some sort of a romantic comedy but that's also um maybe got a tragedy at the center of it some sort of like mystery mm-hmm. almost like um because i feel like there's a common thread between them where there's this theme of of a lot more going underneath the surface yeah because you think of like in austin world it's kind of like you know oh here are these rumors here's what we visually see and it starts to unravel and okay we find out these real things that are going on behind the scenes that aren't really what we were told and then david lynch i mean <laughs> <laughs> the the truth is always stranger yes. than the thought yeah under the surface is a segment that we have been trying so far to yeah create because we know it's something that connects the two of them and that we want to make a segment about but we have not quite wrapped our heads around how to do it yet so first of all we would love anyone to write in with their ideas of how david lynch would direct emma or how emma how jane austen would write blue velvet yes it'd be so much fun what would your ideas of a collaboration be we'd love to read those and share them on our next episode like this um, brainstorming session just throwing it out there yeah <laughs> and um no we'd love for you to write in about all of that and then write in oh for what um you think we could do for an under the surface segment like what yeah. kinds of things yeah any suggestions should we discuss in an under the surface segment oh and i also wanted to take a minute to thank some of the people who helped us with the podcast um, oh yeah laura burl <laughs> <laughs> I swear I said it wrong when we did it the first time. Laura Burl, um, she was our artist. She did the cover art. She's also uh, so amazing. Uh, yeah, it's gr- so I love it. Great. Um, I just I like to imagine now Jane Austen, David Lynch having coffee and tea with each other yes. all the time. Uh, she was our guest for the um, Pride and Prejudice episode that turned into a Frankenstein episode. So uh, I think her introductions will probably end up getting cut out because it didn't record properly um but she's a very talented artist um all of her contact information will be at the end of that episode so make sure you check out her stuff she's she does every kind of art so um yeah check her out and then our uh calligraphy the yeah written the manners and madness logo part the text text was done by christian's friend sydney hawkins Yes, uh, she's, she's just a super talented artist. You know, what we're blessed with in Jacksonville to have uh, a really, it seems like a surplus of talented artistic people. Yeah. And I mean, Sydney's not from here originally. Um, she just, I, I met Sydney through my friend Jordan, who I met in high school. Um, Sydney's her girlfriend, and they, she moved from, I think, Virginia. Um, but I mean, Sydney's just like a wonderful person, super talented was super excited to help us out with the text and really gave us what we wanted. Yeah. Like we told, I gave her a baseline like, Oh, 
um, I'm going to give you some creative, you know, leeway with this. This is kind of the baseline of what we want. She gave us that and we took it the first time. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah. So um, she, you know, check her out, support her. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if she takes commissions. She might. Um, but, you know, check her out on Instagram. I think it's. I should know this. It's Sydney Hawkins because I think I follow yeah. her. Yeah, I think her Instagram handle is like SYD uh, something, OR8 Hawk. I don't know, not sure. But if you look up Sydney Hawkins, you'll probably find her. It's <laughs> so annoying. We've tagged her. Handles these days. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think we've tagged her on the Instagram um, oh, yeah, I page. Think we have, yeah. So just go to our Instagram page and if you can figure it out because i can't what <laughs> so if you can figure out instagram <laughs> uh, yeah i mean just yeah she has a good instagram i think she has linked um she has an instagram where she posts all of her calligraphy stuff uh, i think it's called squid inks um but oh that's cool yeah and i think she has it linked to her instagram so just check out her instagram and you know she's amazing she's treated us very well and i'm excited to have her on hopefully on an episode yeah, in the future. Yeah, we're definitely going to try to have her um, on the podcast at some point. Yes. And someone else who helped us, who is definitely going to be on the podcast at some t- point and who is going to help us in the future is Erin DeChico. And she wrote all the music for Psycho Beach Party oh. um, and played a lot of it um, that we recorded back then that we're using now for the podcast. I know it's kind of weird beach music for this weird but you know it doesn't seem like beach music to me (laughs) it's kind of um i think it was actually slightly inspired by twin peaks because it's kind of like a soap opera sting type thing Uh so it actually works pretty well um but i think she um is planning on making us something a little more specific to the podcast that'd be cool but regardless she is a huge david lynch fan and um she's actually one of the many many people i have introduced <laughs> david lynch to over the years i feel like a one man um david lynch band i've <laughs> just been spreading the david lynch i have around. probably introduced at least 20 people in my life to twin peaks and i know that they have in turn introduced other people so who knows how many and the how big how far your reach goes. yeah how far my reach has gone but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah thank you guys yes i mean you know that's so cool to have an all female creative team (laughs) that's true i was looking at that and thinking that's so awesome yeah because you know as a woman in the arts it can be really annoying to see men constantly promoted and given opportunities Uh when you feel like you're really struggling to the smallest opportunities or for people to take you seriously or you know oh yeah want to pay you what you're worth type of thing (laughs) yeah yeah so it it feels it feels great to give such talented people you know an opportunity to display their work for the public oh for sure you know and and austin would have no less they all work (laughs) on their own so definitely check all of them out So far, what do you think are the best things about Lynch and Austin so far? The best thing? Um, I think the the best things about Austin to me are um, just how her commentary on, like, just everyday life, it feels so, like, refreshing almost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels, like, so earnest, and um, I feel like I'm getting, I don't know, just, like, a normal, normal 
life that someone had lived back then and it i don't know it feels really great and it's like especially that it's like a woman-centered thing especially from that time period mm-hmm. um and that these women are like complicated characters they're not gonna be like you know these perfect cookie cutter people they have their faults and they have dreams and it's just it feels really cool to mm-hmm. read something and to see something like that translated um i don't know i just i really enjoy her characters a lot oh good I do. I can't, really can't wait to get to yes. reading a book with you. <laughs> I, I'm excited for the first book. Um, yeah, I'm, I already know exactly what we're doing for the next like six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love, I love the witty banter. I think she, it's still funny today. It makes me laugh. Yeah. I mean, I was watching Sense and Sensibility this morning, and I was just cracking up <laughs> the whole time. It's just so funny. Oh, to I me. find Sense and Sensibility to be one of her funniest. Oh yeah. And the book, I think, is just even funnier. Um, I can't wait. What about Lynch? Um, I, I like his weirdness. Like, I like how, um, these, you know, maybe these pauses for like an extra, like five to 10 seconds where there's just, you know, nothing going on, but like, there's so much going on. Yeah. Um, and I like his way of building these like mysteries into something that's like larger than life you wouldn't expect. Mm -hmm. And I like how not every ending is perfect. There are... You know, like in Blue Velvet, at the end, I mean, she does escape kind yeah. of uh, uh, his grasp, but, I mean, her husband is murdered. Yeah. So it's like, you know, nothing's perfect, but, you know, things kind of pan out mm-hmm. in the end anyways. Yeah. Well, I can't promise that they're always going to pan out in David no. Lynch, but... <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I figured. But I always find them satisfying. Yeah. And I think David Lynch does have a... You know, he's. I feel like he's an optimist at heart, so he wants yeah. things to work out for his yeah. characters. Yeah, I, I think he has an understanding of. Also, it feels like a mirroring of an understanding of real life, where you know things might pan out well, but it's not going to be a hundred percent well. Right. Not everything's going to go perfectly well. Yeah. Um. And then I was also going to ask. Um. Oh yeah. Is there something in the future that you're excited about getting to someday that you? I mean, are, I don't know if you're even familiar enough to have be like, I can't wait till we get to this thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, like content wise. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like you know, one of my favorite movies is Clueless. I love. Oh yeah. I love '90s like teen, <laughs> silly comedy dramas. Uh-huh. Like they're just so funny to me. Um, like she's all that, and <laughs> that that era I love so much. So Clueless has been one of my like all time favorite movies. I think it's hilarious to this day. Yeah. And, you know, R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. She's one of my favorite oh, actresses yeah. ever. <laughs> um, so I'm excited for sure to get to that because I will most likely have a lot to say about that. Yeah. You know, that'll be a really fun episode. Um, I'm excited to watch Twin Peaks yeah. over again, especially the first season over again, but to progress through it because mm-hmm. watching each episode is going to be, and like just doing an episode on one episode. Yeah, that'll be great. It'll be so much fun. I'm really excited to get to Twin Peaks. Honestly, I've wanted to start a podcast forever just because I love them so much. Uh-huh. And back before the new one came out, I always thought, well, the one thing I could do a podcast on would be Twin Peaks. And uh-huh. I mean, back when I was thinking this, there wasn't that many Twin Peak podcasts out there or they were just super limited because they would just cover the show and then they'd be done. Right. Um, but then it came out and uh, there were a million to choose from and I, I've listened to all <laughs> of them at some point. I still listen to, there's still two Twin Peaks podcasts that I still listen to to this day. One of them is actually my absolute favorite podcast that exists. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I feel like I should say it now, but then I don't, 
I want to save it as a recommendation. I was going to say you could save it if you want. Yeah. So anyway, I was excited about doing. So I always thought a Twin Peaks podcast would be perfect. And then, you know, I felt like the moment kind of passed. So I've been thinking for a while a Jane Austen podcast would be cool because I've put in Jane Austen into the podcast search bar (laughs) five million times. And there's a million books, you know, people reading free versions of her books. But there are so... I don't even know. There's maybe... There's none that are completely dedicated to Jane Austen. Uh Uh-huh. Even the ones that are like, we are dedicated to Jane Austen is still like, oh, that's a lot of Charlotte Bronte and period adaptations. Or, Mm. you know, there's one that I found that's all these pod or these uh, YouTube adaptations of Uh Jane Austen, which is fine, but they're like my least favorite of all the different types of Jane Austen adaptations. Uh So I'm like, oh, I just can't really get into it that much. Um, Anyway, so when I was talking to you about this and we were like let's do a jane austen podcast and then we're like let's just stick some david lynch so we don't get tired of it and then it turned into let's just do both and (laughs) it's felt so right i just yeah (laughs) it's yeah it just seems like organic to me yeah so i was gonna ask you Uh uh-huh do you have any two things like mine are obviously jane austen and david lynch are kind of i would say the pole the the two poles uh-huh. of my personality, <laughs> the opposite extremes. <laughs> I was wondering if you had two favorite things uh, that you could say are kind of opposite from each other. Let me think about it. I, I mean, they'll have to be favorite, favorite, but you know. Just two things that kind of are way up there me. in your estimation. Um, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I know if it's you... hard. I mean, I've had like 20 years to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. Do you have like an another thing that you wanted to like another example of those two things while i think Um, about for my personal yeah um well i would say on the jane austen side one of my favorite things from when i was a kid that i still love is anne of green gables Uh (laughs) and i really loved the like megan follows um miniseries all of them that came out Uh and during that time period i was talking about in college where like i had my own personal tragedy i watched everything avonlea that you could possibly that kevin (laughs) sullivan ever made i watched the tv show i watched i would just binge that stuff over and over and over over again because it was like just made me feel good you know Uh when i'm sad i like uplifting stuff but that also kind of has that like sad nostalgic feel a little bit that Uh you know will make you cry but not necessarily because it's heartbreaking but just because it's like you know it fills your heart Uh (laughs) I, i cry it happy stuff all the time but <laughs> and as far as the darker side there is like um uh, this french director jean-pierre genet i know genet is i don't know if i got the middle name right um mm-hmm. but he did uh delicatessen and city of lost children he did amelie oh. Oh, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> i should start with amelie because it's probably most famous. So everyone knows that one he also did alien Four resurrection <laughs> 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 but i um City of Last Children is maybe one of my favorite movies ever made, uh-huh. and I just love his directorial style. It's kind of similar to Jane Austen and David Lynch, both of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's so funny that you mentioned Alien, because, like, I was thinking, I was like, what are two, like, sort of, like, opposites that kind of, like, that really made made an impression, there we go, on me. Um, I would say my two poles are horror movies, specifically mm. sci-fi horror movies. Oh, good. And um, these 90s, like, teen comedies. Ah, oh, those are um, good. I like both of those. 90s, I would say 90s, early 2000s, because uh-huh. I, I always group in, um, I don't know, 
was Mean Girls early 2000s-ish? Yeah, I think so. Mean Girls and, like, Bring It On, I always kind of, like, take them and shove them into that category. Yeah. And then, obviously, like, late 80s, like, Heathers. Heathers, I feel like, was, like, its own thing way ahead of its oh, time. Yeah. I did a Mean Girls, Heathers um, double feature the other day, and it oh, was, like... Sounds perfect. Like, oh, I found the perfect double feature. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. <laughs> um, but I feel like those are my two polls because I love, love, love horror movies. Um, I would say my favorite... Especially sci-fi. I love sci-fi horror movies. My favorite, I would have to say, is Alien. Yeah. Alien is like, I think it's like one of the most perfect movies. I find it to be one of the most terrifying movies ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those movies where it was made. It's one I was too scared to watch as a kid. It just looks so, it just makes me scared all the time, which I love. <laughs> um, and Sigourney Weaver, I think, is like perfection yeah. in it. Um, but I've watched that so many times. I've, um, I love the Alien franchise like the prometheus the precursor and then the most recent i think was alien covenant which was a sequel to prometheus right i don't think i've seen that one i think it's not prometheus though yeah prometheus is great i loved it alien covenant um it's (laughs) it's scarier um (laughs) because it's the most recent they've had i think they had a huge budget for it and they just really went all out with these aliens (laughs) they were so scary um but i love that and i love like um, I love horror movies in general. I love Evil Dead. Evil Dead is one of my mm. favorites. Mm-hmm. The remake too was really, really good. <laughs> um, and then like you know the classic slashers: Friday the Thirteenth, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. It's too bad all of our. <laughs> um. Well, we had to step away for a second because I just knocked my entire drink over all over the floor. <laughs> Only um, a little came out though. Yeah. But... You just can't take me anywhere. <laughs> um, but what were we talking about? Alien? And then... Yeah, what was the other oh, side? Oh, I was just saying... Oh, it was the... Um, let me talk the 90s, early 2000s, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. teens movies. Yeah. Um, Bring It On. Bring It On, I remember I watched it very shortly after it came out. Uh-huh. And I me was, too. I was, I'm a huge Kirsten Dunst fan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could watch anything she does. Um, Drop Dead I, Gorgeous is yeah. maybe one I, of the funniest movies ever. Say, I just got introduced <laughs> to that... I think a year ago, and I love that movie. The I think it's so good. First time I watched that, I can remember I was living with a couple of roommates, and we got it from the video store uh-huh. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> and we were like, ah, "Do we want to watch it? Do we not?" And we said, "If it doesn't make us laugh in the first five minutes, we'll turn it off." And we watched it about five times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I love that movie. Yep. Um, but I remember watching Bring It On when it first came out, and I was immediately transfixed by <laughs> Kirsten Dunst by um obviously Gabrielle Union I thought she was uh-huh. amazing and then oh my god, what's her name oh my god so I'm gonna tip my tongue I am also the worst with names so <laughs> honestly uh, I have to write down everyone's name uh, before let me, I start the podcast <laughs> <laughs> let me look it up she's uh I, the the scene where she's cheer tryouts and they're like the the you know the bitch oh, cheerleader. Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku. Yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> I was gonna say Natasha like Dushku. <laughs> Natasha Dushku. <laughs> <laughs> Alliteration, but um, I mean, I, just, I was like, oh my god, this is this is the epitome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is for me. <laughs> I was gonna say it's too bad that all of our free time together is now spent on this podcast because. I also really like horror movies, but the older I get and I live alone, so I just freak myself out more. I'm not really (laughs) a very scared person in general, but 
I'm always like, I don't want to watch a horror movie by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I have I have a subscription to Shutter that never gets used. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we definitely <laughs> we need a plan, yeah. like a thing where we get together and watch it. Because I just watched um, A Quiet Place. Oh, I haven't seen that. Which is like I haven't even seen Hereditary, and it's been on my list for over a year because I'm like too scared to watch it by myself. <laughs> well, it was on HBO, and, and I love Tony Collette, as we all know. <laughs> <sighs> Tony Collette. Um, but it's not on HBO anymore because I, I was stuck between those two. I was like, oh. Hereditary or Quiet Place? I think it's on Amazon. Did it move? Okay, maybe that's where it moved. And then I just ended up watching A Quiet Place, which was great. I loved it. Sci-fi, horror, thriller. Have you seen an, oh, you've seen Annihilation, right? Yes, I loved Annihilation. Yeah. I, know, I really liked the book, too, if you haven't read the book. Oh, I did, yeah. I read it oh, yeah. for book club <laughs> because of you. <laughs> Another thing we do the together. The book club book I've read in, like, two years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so crazy. So weird, kooky. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Horror movies in <laughs> 90s, early 2000s I like teen it. comedies. I like it. Oh, and we wanted to do a quiz. Yes. So yeah. we're going to have a little fun. Um, I found these two quizzes. One of them is to see which Emma character we are. Perfect. And then I could not, for, which is, this is the weirdest thing. I could not find a quiz on like blue velvet specifically which is so weird because i feel like that's one of his most popular um but i could not find a blue velvet specific quiz which i thought was so weird but um there's a quiz uh, about because buzzfeed readers aren't necessarily blue well velvet I, lovers. <laughs> I couldn't find either one on blue on buzzfeed oh really they're just internet quizzes that on different websites okay. but i went through them and kind of just picked random answers and they do give us you know good descriptions and awesome you know they're not like bobo quizzes um but the david lynch quiz is just out of the David Lynch universe. Okay. So depending on who I get, who we both get, you might have to do most of the explaining okay. <laughs> of who they are. Um, I might not even know because as much as I've watched David Lynch, there's still a couple of blind spots I have. Right. All right. Let me send you these real quick. Okay. All right. So let's start with the Emma one. All right. Let's do the Emma quiz. And then we're both taking it at the same time. So we'll just kind of like redo the questions and pick our answers. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Question one. What is your idea of a good date? <laughs> I don't date, but I love seeing other couples, a quiet dinner at home, a fabulous party where my date and I are at the center of attention, whatever my significant other wants, going to a concert and then a formal meal, or anything expensive that will impress my love. I'm going to have to go with I don't date, but I love seeing <laughs> other couples. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with going to a concert and then a formal meal. Yeah, that's fun. The formal meal got me because I, I love to yeah. eat. Since I did own um, a performance space bar, I have not gone to concerts since then because... No. I don't I, know. I like, I used concert. to go a, a lot when I was younger, and then I owned a bar where there were concerts every night, and then I just never want to go out again. <laughs> <laughs> I love concerts. I've been to four concerts just this year, and it's been amazing. Um, okay. Question two. Your friend is in trouble. What do you do? That depends on what they did. <laughs> Help them, of course. Find someone more capable than me to help. Help, if there's something in it for me. Cry helplessly for them. Or help them so I will be praised. Help them, of course. Yeah. I can't not. <laughs> Doesn't matter well, how much I don't want to, I still will. <laughs> I guess it depends on what kind of trouble. If it's something of them being a shitty person, then they're going to have to probably... That's true, but they wouldn't be my friend then. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just go help them, of course. Because I don't have awful friends. <laughs> All right. Question three. What animal best describes you? A rabbit, timid and quiet. A fox, sly and tricky. A horse, bold and beautiful. 
a sheep follower and not so bright. <laughs> okay, we know what that's about. <laughs> um, an owl, wise and advisor, or a cat, greedy and self-conceited. Mm, that's hard. I mean, in Chinese astrology, I am a horse. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> I'm think I am bold and beautiful. I mean, honestly, I know it sounds pretentious, but probably an owl. An owl. Um, because I tend to just listen to other people's problems and tell them what <laughs> <laughs> and what to do. I don't know what to pick. I think I might be a rabbit. I mean, a har- it's so hard for me to pick a bird as my personal animal because I don't trust birds at all. <laughs> but I guess of all the birds, owl is. I guess the most probably. trustworthy. Yeah. Birds are dirty. Um, I guess I'll do rabbit. I don't like these choices. <laughs> I feel like there a lot of them are like reeds. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> All right, question four. What is your hobby? Acting, finding hobbies for other people, music, helping the poor. What's a hobby? I'm too busy for a hobby. Um, I can't say acting anymore. It used to be my hobby, but I haven't done it that much in a really long time. I wouldn't consider it a hobby nowadays. Yeah, I think I've only seen you in one show. Yeah. Floyd Collins, right? Yeah. Yeah, did you see Hedwig? No, it was before my time. Um, Um, I guess music because it is basically just a hobby that i just fiddle around with on my own yeah 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 i'm do music as well i love music <laughs> all right one uh, sorry question five one word that best describes you would be honest trustworthy greedy boring strong or clever um i don't know boring <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> boring why would you pick boring? Oh, well, I don't know. Um, let's see. I'll pick something better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with trustworthy. Okay. So I, I can keep a secret. I'm going to go with honest because I'm not good at lying to people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were pretty honest when you just blurred out boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Lord. All right. Question six. What is your favorite drink? Water? <laughs> For anyone, <laughs> anyone who knows Maya, she doesn't drink water. She drinks tea. That's where she gets her water from. She drinks nothing but tea. Yeah. Well, I'm drinking Coke right now, but normally I drink iced tea all day long. Literally all day long. <laughs> all <I> day. <laughs> she will bring thermoses of iced tea with us. I when we go to Disney. Cup go. <laughs> <laughs> it is her life force. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to read the answers just so we get them, but Maya is definitely tea. <laughs> um, water, wine, milk, anything, tea, or coffee. I'm going to have to go with coffee. Cool. I, I yeah. actually stopped drinking coffee. Not intentionally. Uh-huh. I never really drank it until maybe like six or maybe like eight years ago uh-huh. when I got really sick. And when I got better, I just had this craving for coffee and I started drinking it in the mornings. Uh-huh. And then I just stopped I don't huh. know why. It was not an intentional thing. I just... Just stopped stop. doing it? Yeah. I love coffee. I want it all the time. I'll probably get one on the way home. <laughs> all right. Question seven. What is the most important thing to you? Fame and fortune, helping others, manners, myself, <laughs> duh, to be liked, or family and friends? I feel like madness should be on here. <laughs> <laughs> manners is a choice. That's the most important to me. Um, Family and friends. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I mean, they're, they're what I would be most yeah. sad if I lost. <laughs> Me too. All right, question eight. Would you ever break the law? Of course not. I'd get a bad reputation. No, the law is sacred. They're made to be broken. I'd be too afraid to. It depends on the circumstances or if I got paid to. It depends on the circumstances. Yeah, that's what I was I have pick. broken the law before. 
Yeah. I've been arrested. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> a little tidbit for you guys. Okay. Fun fact about Maya. Yes. Someday when we do a future one, if you specifically ask me about it, maybe I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll say, I'm going to write that down real quick because I need the story. <laughs> right, yeah. It depends on the circumstances for me too. Okay. Question nine. You are about to die. <laughs> what is your last <laughs> sentence? Tell my family I love them. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay tell my family i love them what's going to happen to me all my things go to the one i love i buried my money you'll never find it <laughs> i'm gonna pick that one so because <laughs> that would be the funniest thing to say right before you die it i would. buried my money you'll never find it <laughs> especially if you didn't have any money yeah <laughs> good <right>. luck <laughs> There will never be another human like me. I'm sorry for all my mistakes. Um, um, I think I would say... I'm guessing I'll probably have to say all my things go to the one I love because I will have been too lazy to have written a will. <laughs> 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 no. I, I would say I bury my money. You'll never find it. Just to be funny on my deathbed. That seems like something you would do. But probably the real thing is just tell my family I love them. Yeah. Won't I they mean, be there? how real are we getting on these quizzes I i'm gonna say uh, i buried my money I'll yeah because it. <laughs> it also seems realistic to you yeah <laughs> um uh, it's definitely not gonna be all my things because i have nothing i'm a full-time student <laughs> so no money um i guess i would do what's going to happen to me yeah because you don't know what's gonna happen that's true would be the scariest moment Ugh. of your life <laughs> right before you die question 10 that's fun if you were a superhero who would you be i'm not cool enough <laughs> wonder woman i'm way cooler than any of these superheroes <laughs> <laughs> wonder woman iron man captain america spider-man or black widow i dislike iron man so i'm not iron man i'm gonna go with black widow hmm. a spy a spy yeah i feel like that's like the cool one like i feel like i would and she also doesn't technically have any powers. Yeah. So it feels the most realistic. None of my favorite superheroes are on here. Me neither. <laughs> I would be Elsa Bloodstone because she's my favorite. <laughs> um, I say they're all Marvel too. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a DC person. I would say Wonder Woman, but I'm not really into being like a god. I don't know. Are you a god? I guess she's a... No, she's not a god, is she? Well, she's like a goddess, isn't she? No, she's an Amazon. Well, she comes from like a goddess island. Well, the mascara. okay, I'll go with Wonder Woman. She's an, yeah, she's an Amazonian I could be an Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. What'd you get? I got Mr. George Knightley. Ooh. <laughs> Congratulations. You are the noble one, a trusted friend and advisor. You aren't afraid to be critical of the ones you love. It's your way of saying you care. You're a bit of an introvert and don't think highly of frivolous people or things. <laughs> That's pretty okay. <laughs> Spot on. This quiz knows us. Um, I got Jane Fairfax. Ah! Ooh. Congratulations. You have a delicate sense of propriety. Your beauty and accomplishments immediately make you stand out. You're slightly reserved. You keep your feelings to yourself most of the time. You're more of a listener than a talker. That is 100% right. Wow, okay, <laughs> That's how crazy. crazy these quizzes are. That's crazy. Oh, my God. All right, let's do the David Lynch one. Now. All right. Which Stop. David Lynch character are we? Oh, this one wants to know wrath about for male or female. Yes. So. This quiz only works in the binary. <laughs> I like that we got, I got the, the man and you got the woman in the last one. I know. <laughs> I, and I do relate to the most to Jane Fairfax. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. All right. <sighs> question one. Are you male or female? I guess male. <laughs> 
If we have to put labels on things. Yeah. All right. Question two. Where do you dream of living? Philadelphia? Nope. No. California, Washington State, United Kingdom, Nevada, or North Carolina? What a weird list. One city. This is a really hard (laughs) question because, okay, I love, I would love to live in the United Kingdom because I love, you know, all British things. But then the one time I've been there, everyone seemed to be looking down their nose at me a lot. So I don't know if I would fit in (laughs) very well. Um, North Carolina, I've gone to my whole life. I love it. It's like a vacation place, but it's also really um it's got a lot of racism <laughs> yep <laughs> i mean yep. there's a lot of wonderful people don't get me wrong but there's a lot of there's a history <laughs> maybe washington state i've never been there i like yeah. california but it's too dramatic for me <laughs> <laughs> the weather's too perfect well i mean okay we're from florida it's flat it's pretty even keeled uh-huh. i would say just you know on a day-to-day basis yeah there's not any dramatic landscape but when you're in california it's like huge cliffs on one side giant mountains on the other side and everything just feels so overwhelming there's i don't uh-huh, know. I like larger than i like it it's beautiful but i don't think i could live there so i'm gonna say washington washington that was That's... a lot of explanation for <laughs> it's just a weird list one city four states and the country yeah Nevada's a no for me. I don't do deserts. Nah. Um, My skin gets so dry in any sort of dry climate. too. And I'm just like... Oh, I'm used to like 98% humidity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, any sort of home improvement show that I've seen where they went to Las Vegas area, like Nevada, I'm like, this seems miserable to live here. Yeah. That's um, way too close to where I got arrested, by the way. Oh. <laughs> uh, keep an eye out for a future episode. Um, I think I'm going to go to Washington State, too. Because I... Philadelphia is a no. Beautiful. Yeah, it seems the most. I don't know. Like, I would love to live there. I think based on (laughs) visual. It'd be nice to be cold sometimes. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) things are legal there that aren't here, so that's a big plus. Legalize it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question three: What's your career of choice? Printer. Printer. Okay. Wood sculptor. I did take a printing class. Yeah. Lounge singer, okay. Travel agent, law enforcement, no. Musician, undecided, or actor? There's so many actor choices. Um, what a weird. I don't like any of these. I mean, I'm guessing either wood sculpture or lounge singer. I don't do wood sculpting, but I love to sculpt. So yeah, if I, I could guess get good at wood sculpting. I'd, I'd actually like to do that because yeah. I do pottery a lot. Yeah, I guess um, it could be something that you. Are not necessarily and i love singing but it. i don't know that <laughs> yeah i love to sing i'm not very good at it i think but... a lounge singer's life that would be i don't know if i could do all those late nights i'm gonna go with wood sculpture <laughs> wood sculpture i'm gonna go with lounge singer i think that'd be kind of fun not printer <laughs> what a boring job well i mean if it was like you know the old style like lithograph print type printmaking uh... stuff that would be cool but i'd rather just do sculpture yeah <laughs> all right question four what's your favorite way to watch a movie at home <laughs> Beta, <laughs> VHS. Whose favorite way is beta? I mean, does anyone still have a beta? Player? I don't even know what a Betamax is. Is oh, it a Betamax? Gonna... Yeah, it's like a little okay. tiny VHS. Oh, that's weird. All right, beta, VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, Blu-ray, or HD digital download? I'm going to say Blu-ray, honestly. Really? Over HD, because I love special features so much, uh... and you can never get those on the downloads. See, I'm yeah. I don't I don't watch a lot of special features. So I'm gonna do HD digital. <laughs> All right. Question five: What's your favorite food? Tuna sandwich, steak, salad, calamari, 
cherry pie, cheeseburger, or oatmeal. Um, Out of these choices, at least, I think I'm going to go with cheeseburger. Yeah, I go with cherry pie because I love a pie. Pie. It's funny that even though we had a pick at the beginning, male or female, they still have the same questions for both of us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it seems pointless for them to <laughs> differentiate. Because there's a male and female counterpart of every question. Uh, maybe. All right, what's your favorite? Question six What's your favorite beverage? Coffee. <laughs> I didn't have to read it off. But I'm going to read off the quest. The answer is just for everyone's note. Coffee, soda, wine, martini, beer, water, tea, or milk. Um, I think we're probably going to be the same. Coffee and tea. <laughs> All right. Question seven. You see a logic problem on a chalkboard. What do you do? Solve it or erase it? Definitely solve it. I mean, even if I can't, I'm not going to erase somebody else's work. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I guess if no one's in there. Okay. I'm going to erase it. I'm going to solve it. All right. <laughs> okay. You have an aversion to blank the most. Fire, mirrors, heights, strangers, or sand. Oh, sand. it's hard between strangers and heights. <laughs> <laughs> Probably heights. I've been trying to um, talk to strangers more because I hear that it uh -huh. makes you a happier person. And I've been enjoying myself. So I'm going to go with heights. I'm going to go with strangers, not to say that I'm, like, a recluse who <laughs> doesn't <laughs> well, talk I mean, to generally, people. generally, I don't talk to strangers, but I've been trying to more, so. <laughs> yeah. I just am not the person to strike up a random conversation with someone. Or well, to at least initialize We're talking it. to a bunch of strangers right now, so help me. <laughs> well, you know, not directly. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to do strangers. All right. Question nine. What's the most keen of your five sentence? Ugh. Five sentences? Sense, yeah. <laughs> sentence. Sentence. Touch, oh. taste, smell, sight, or hearing. I guess hearing now that I can listen to everything at double speed and still Seriously. understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with taste, which works out for my culinary stuff. Yeah. All right. Question 10. Last one. What's your favorite David Lynch production? This is a hard one for you. Yeah. <laughs> Eraserhead, The Elephant Man, Blue Velvet, Twin Peaks, Mulholland Drive, Lost Highway, Twin Peaks, oh, Firewalk with Me, or Wild at Heart? That is so hard. There's three of my favorite things on here. I was say, for you, it's going to be real difficult. I mean, I love Firewalk with Me. I love the original series. I mean, that was my first love. Uh huh. But Lost Highway is also one of my favorite David Lynch movies. I'm going to go with just the original Twin Peaks. The original Twin Peaks? Yeah. That's what I was going to go with. go with old school. My, I only had between Twin Peaks or Blue Velvet. So, yeah, that's true. You don't have that many issues. No. <laughs> so I'm going to go to a peak because I really enjoyed it. So at least the first season. Who'd you get? Calculating results. Let's see. Who'd you get? Laura Palmer. Oh, I got Dale Cooper. <gasps> so interesting. What was your description say? I wonder if we would have gotten reversed if we had picked Done, like, male or female. Maybe. I don't know. It says, Laura Palmer, a kind person. You have lived the life of a high school princess. <laughs> maybe some people would think so although the smile you wore each day covers a lot of pain that doesn't go away even when you're home with mom and dad you have dealt with your share of demons and your friends desperately try to help you overcome them in the end you find your guardian angel in the form of someone who would go through hell and back to see that justice is carried out in your name well I guess we'll find out if I'm ever brutally murdered and end up uh, on a beach <laughs> I hope not <laughs> that sounds awful all right, I got Dale Cooper, who's the uh, detective from Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> it says, you're 
Um, a talented agent in your field, you fight the good fight every day and see that justice is carried out, even if it violates protocol. People accept you as you're a kind and caring soul, overlooking your quirks and quips. You always enjoy a damn fine cup of coffee and slice of cherry pie from a place <laughs> that brings peace in a strange world. I like it. I like that. Those were good. That was fun. We need to find more of those kind of quizzes. I know. I'm, I'm going to keep looking for our future ones. Yeah. All right. All right. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about in this episode? Um, I don't think so. I think we, we really went through a lot. And yeah. it seems really, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. And please contact us at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. Yep. That's our Send Gmail. Send us an email. Let us know what you like. Or you can write us on Twitter. Yes. Which is Manners Madness. Manners Madness. No and. Or um, Instagram. I don't know if you can write people on Instagram. You can send us a DM. Yeah. Christian knows. I swear. I cannot figure <laughs> out Instagram. Instagram is my number one. I love Instagram. <laughs> it's the one I look at the least. And every time someone sends me something to look at, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do to acknowledge that I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can DM us or comment on one of our posts or anything. Um, yeah. Or just write us an email. Yeah. Uh, our Instagram is Manners and Madness Pod. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, for our general information, mannersandmadness.com. Yes. I have all of our platforms. And please subscribe and like and review, rate and review. Um, we're still trying to get the word out. And that's been one of the hardest parts of this whole podcasting thing is trying to figure out how to put our podcast in front of the eyes or ears of the people who would like it. Yeah. So if you know someone who would like it, please share it with them. Yeah, or at least even if they, you know, if you don't know, at least, you know, spread the word. Yeah. Yeah, because you never know. You never know who would like it. Exactly. So we hope you'll come back and join us next week where we, I can't even say which one we're doing because I don't know whether the Frankenstein Pride and Prejudice will come out or (laughs) Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just uh, keep an eye out for our Instagram. Um, Yeah. And we'll post a little preview. Being It'll like, come out next Tuesday, whichever it is. So yeah. Just subscribe and it will show up right in your podcast feed and you won't even have to worry about it. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Bye.